Chapter Seven of California Sketches by Oscar Penn Fitzgerald. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seven. Lockley. He was eccentric and he was lazy, very eccentric and very lazy. The miners crowded his church on Sundays, and he moved around among them in a leisurely, familiar way during the week, saying the quaintest things, eating their slapjacks, and smoking their best cigars. He occupied a little frame house near the church in Columbia, then the richest mining camp in the world, in whose streets ten thousand miners lounged, ate, drank, gambled, quarreled, and fought every Lord's Day that bachelor parsonage was unique in respect of the furniture it did not contain and also in respect to the condition of that which it did contain lockley was not a neat housekeeper i have said he was lazy he knew the fact accepted it and gloried in it on one occasion he invited four friends to dinner they all arrived at the hour lockley was stretched at full length on a lounge which would have been better for the attention of an upholsterer or washerwoman the friends looked at each other and at their host one of them spoke lockley where's your supper oh it isn't cooked yet he drawled out parker continued lockley make a fire in that stove toman you go uptown and get some crackers and oysters and coffee and a steak oxley go after a bucket of water porterfield you hunt up the crockery and set the table his orders were obeyed by the amused guests who entered into the spirit of the occasion with great good humour oyster cans were opened the steak was duly sliced seasoned and broiled the coffee was boiled and in due time the supper was ready and lockley arose from the lounge and presided at the table with perfect enjoyment two of these guests had a tragic history oxley and parker were killed in mexico at the massacre of the crab party porterfield died in stockton toman i think lives somewhere in indiana i saw one of loxley's letters from los angeles whither he had been sent by bishop andrew in eighteen fifty five it was as follows los angeles august eighteen fifty five dear porterfield i have been here six months there are three protestant churches in the place their united congregations amount to ten persons my receipts from collections during six months amount to ten dollars i have been studying a great scientific question namely the location of the seat of hunger is it in the stomach or in the brain after consulting all the best authorities and no little experience i have concluded that it is migratory first in one and then in the other take care of my cats lockley i had a letter from him once it was in reply to one from me asking him to remit the amount of a bill he owed for books as it was brief i print it entire mariposa april eighteen fifty eight dear fitz your dunning letter has been received and placed on file yours e b lockley the first time i ever heard him preach was at san jose during a special meeting poising himself in his peculiar way with an expression half comic half serious he began 
i have a notion my friends that in a gospel land every man has his own preacher that is for every man there is some one preacher who from similarity of temperament and mental constitution is adapted to be the instrument of his salvation now he continued there may be some man in this audience so peculiar so cranky so much out of the common order that i am his man if so may the holy spirit send the truth to his heart this remark riveted attention and he held it to the close lazy as he was out of the pulpit in it he was all energy and fire he had read largely had a good memory and put the quaintest conceits into the quaintest setting of fitting words his favorite text was there remaineth a rest to the people of god that was his idea of heaven rest to sit down with abraham isaac and jacob in the kingdom of god on this theme he was indeed eloquent the rapturous songs the waving palms the sounding harps of the new jerusalem were not to his taste what he wanted and looked for was rest and all the images by which he described the felicity of the redeemed were drawn from that one thought his idea of hell was antithetic to this the terrible thought with him was that there was no rest there i heard him bring out this idea with awful power one sunday morning at linden in san joaquin county in this world said lockley there is respite from every grief every burden every pain in the body the mourner weeps herself to sleep the agony of pain sinks exhausted into slumber sleep sweet sleep brings surcease to all human griefs and pains in this life but there will be no sleep in hell the accusing conscience will hiss its reproaches into the ear of the lost the memory will reproduce the crimes and follies by which the soul was wrecked for ever the fires of retribution will burn on unintermittingly one hour of sleep in a thousand years would be some mitigation but the worm dieth not the fire is not quenched god deliver me from a sleepless hell he exclaimed his swarthy face glowing and his dark eyes gleaming his whole frame quivering with horror at the thought his mind had conceived he was original in the pulpit as everywhere else at one time the preachers of the pacific conference seemed to have a sort of epidemic of preaching on a certain topic the choice of moses the elders preached it at the quarterly meetings and it was carried round from circuit to circuit and from station to station there was not much variety in these sermons they all bore a generic likeness to each other indicating a common paternity at least for the outlines the matter had become a subject of pleasant banter among the brethren there was consequently some surprise when at the session of the annual conference lockley announced for his text moses chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of god than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season it was the old text but it was a new sermon the choice of moses was in his hands a topic fresh and entertaining as he threw upon it the flashes of his wit and evoked from it suggestions that never would have occurred to another mind mind you he said at point moses chose to suffer affliction with the people of god i tell you my brethren the people of god are sometimes very aggravating they fretted moses almost to death but did he forsake them 
did he leave them in the wilderness to perish in their foolishness no he stood by them to the last his application of this peculiar exegesis to the audience of preachers and church members was so pointed that the ripple of amusement that swept over their faces gave way to an expression that told that the shot had hit the mark one warm day in eighteen fifty eight he started out with me to make a canvas of the city of stockton for the church paper we kept in pretty brisk motion for an hour or two, Lockley giving an occasional sign of dissatisfaction at the unwanted activity into which he had been beguiled. Passing down Weber Avenue, on the shady side of a corner store, he saw an empty chair, and with a sigh of relief he sunk into it. "'Come on, Lockley,' said I. "'We are not half done our work.' "'I shan't do it,' he drawled. "'Why not?' I asked." the scripture is against it he answered with great seriousness of tone how is that i asked with curiosity the scripture says do thyself no harm said he and it does me harm to walk as fast as you do i shan't budge nor did he i spent two or three hours in different parts of the city and on my return found him sitting in exactly the same attitude in which i had left him a picture of perfect contentment literally he had not budged while on the santa clara circuit he drove a remarkable little sorrel mare named by him ginzy ginzy was very small very angular with long fetlocks and mane a shade lighter than her other parts a short tail that had a comic sort of twist to one side and a lame eye the buggy was in keeping with ginzy it was battered and splintered some of the spokes were new and some were old the dashboard was a wreck the wheels seesawed in a curious way as it moved and the harness it was too much for my descriptive powers it was a conglomerate harness composed of leather hay rope fragments of suspenders whipcord and rawhide the vehicle announced its approach by an extraordinary creaking of all its unoiled axles a sort of calliopean quartet that regaled the ears of the fat and happy genius who held the reins lockley ginzy and that buggy made a picture worth looking at while lockley was on this circuit the annual conference was held at san jose as bishop kavanaugh was to preach on sunday morning it was expected that an overwhelming congregation would crowd the san jose church that eloquent kentuckian being a favorite with all classes in california lockley asked that a preacher be sent to fill the pulpit of his little church in the town of santa clara three miles distant the genial and zealous james kelsey was sent at eleven o'clock he and lockley entered the church and ascended the pulpit after kneeling a few moments in the usual way they seated themselves and faced the not the audience for none was there nobody had come in a few minutes an old man came in and took a seat in the farthest corner from the pulpit he eyed the two preachers and they eyed him in silence the minutes passed on there they sat as might have been expected everybody had gone to hear the bishop in san jose that old man was the only person who entered the church it was evident however that he had come to stay he rigidly kept his place never taking his eyes from the two preachers who repaid him with an attention equally fixed 
a pin might have been heard to drop not a sound was uttered as they thus sat and gazed at each other an hour passed and still they sat speechless lockley broke the silence turning to his companion in the pulpit he said gravely brother kelsey how shall we bring these solemn services to a close let us pray said kelsey they knelt and kelsey led in prayer the old man keeping his place and sitting position the benediction was then formally pronounced and that service ended his death was tragic and pitiful a boy standing in the sunken channel of a dry creek shot at a vicious dog on the bank above the bullet after striking and killing the dog struck lockley in the chest as he was approaching the spot he staggered backward to a fence close at hand fell on his knees and died praying. End of chapter 7